Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I just want to give a quick shout out to you incredible listeners. Uh, please don't be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe uh, to the podcast that we have going on, whether that is Linsanity, whether that is Back Shoulder Fade, Circle City Cinema, or the Basketball Power Hour. Uh, there's plenty of content available for you, so uh, please don't be afraid to check that out. BSF, uh, I was not on it this week, but Zach and uh, Alex tagged up on it. They did NFL Best Bets. So here's what I would recommend doing. Look at the NFL Best Bets, then listen to what Bryce and I are about to do, because we're about to nerd you up here. Yeah, We're going to talk some playoff scenarios, and I am very excited for this, Bryce. I mean, we're going to do our best. We're going to navigate it. We're going to tag team it because we're probably going to flip stuff. We're probably going to. So we're going to do the best we can, and I'm excited because the playoffs are coming, and they're coming soon. Yeah, baby, but but we got one more week left, Caleb. Now, uh, you are now right on is, that. This is the witching hour of the season as scott hansen likes to say it's where playoff hopes go to die it's where playoff hopes go to live it can it'll switch on you in a dime my colts are a win and we're in and i will be there i will be there at lucas oil stadium rooting my colts on we will win we will go to the playoffs i am so very excited for this week coming up all right, so let's get started. Um, we'll we'll look at a couple. We'll look at we'll we'll start with the game that we just mentioned, um, and we'll look at the Colts here because you know let, let's just tease it right here. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, nine and seven overall, beat the Raiders. Raiders eliminated from the hunt. Have an opportunity to clinch the AFC South title with a win plus a Jacksonville loss or a tie, or Indianapolis tying plus Jacksonville losing. If the Colts want to just simply make the playoffs, they have to either tie plus Pittsburgh lose or tie or do the most simple and basic of it all, which is win the game at home. Right. I mean, you said it, it's kind of simple. Um, it's kind of simple for them. It's similar for Houston. Houston's in a position where they can win it or uh, Jacksonville uh, uh, loss or a tie. Uh, Houston can clinch a playoff spot with a win or uh, Houston would tie plus Jacksonville loss plus Pittsburgh loss tie. So um, it looks like to me, uh, Bryce, there, there's, I mean, obviously this is a game with a ton of pressure. Um, so let's, let's kind of break down, let's break down the Colts here for a second, right? What have you seen from them over the last couple of weeks? Because they lost to a guy that we've pretty much bashed on this podcast all year long and they got killed. Right. And I thought they came out and the Raiders gave them everything they had. We, we talked about it. They were not a team that was going to be able to just, you didn't think that they were just going to fall back. You didn't think they were going to, you know, not give you a fight. I mean, they gave it to you all the way to the last minute and you know, it's the Colts pulled away. So like, what have you seen over the last couple of weeks to make you think they're going to be one of the seven teams in the AFC that makes the playoffs? I think it just comes right down to not turning the ball over for Indianapolis. We've seen them. If Gardner Minshew has a bad game where he's just kind of, he's really loose and really reckless with the ball uh, more than normal. uh, And he has another three interception game. 
you know, then the Colts are in trouble. But when Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, is is efficient with the ball, he gets the ball to the right people, you know, at the right time, doesn't take too, too many risks. Then we see an exciting offense, honestly. Uh, I mean, this game against the Raiders, another 20 point game for Shane Steichen made some great play calls. He has great short yardage calls, great fourth down calls, even on the goal line in the red zone. I think he has great calls. And I think that makes all the difference, too, is having a great play caller uh, that can get you exactly what you need at the right time. It's very rare where you kind of look at it and be like, man, that, you know, you have your bad plays here and there, but it's, you, I don't know if there's many drives, you know, where you're like, you know, what was that drive? Like, what, what are you calling? You know, you might get a player here and there, like I said, but, and then the defense, even, you know, they've been banged up. Obviously a lot of questions at corner. I thought did all right against the Raiders. I mean, Devontae Adams had 21 targets. You can't expect him not to have, you know, at least double-digit catches. I mean, he had 13. And, I mean, the touchdown, the second touchdown that he caught was just, that's an all-pro wide receiver just making a play. I mean, there's nothing that you can really do about it. So, I mean, Gus Bradley, he's wishy-washy sometimes, but they do just enough uh, to win games. So, that's what I've seen from them. They got a chance, for sure. They got a legitimate chance. I, I Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. They, they have a chance. I mean, it's, it's a game at home, right? And if you tell the Colts organization, hey, you know, got an opportunity to make the playoffs at the last week of the season, you know, you're going to take those chances every time um, with the expectations that they had this season. Um, you know, the guys are performing at a high level. Um, you know, Gardner, I think is, you know, you talked about it. He's up and down, uh, but there's a comfort level there at home uh, that I'm curious about. And kind of my big takeaway from this game, Bryce, is from the Colts' perspective is the rugby. Right now, Houston third in the league in rush yards per average. They, they only allow about 80 and a half. Um, I think the Colts are going to want to take pressure off of Gardner as much as possible. Can Taylor give them what they need, or can the Colts try to take advantage of the 25th-ranked pass defense in the league? Now, I think what's tricky with Houston is the fact that you know, they've had a lot of pieces come in and out of that secondary pretty much all year. And, you know, they're starting to get some guys back, but it's it's difficult to really take that ranking and that yardage into consideration because of all the inconsistency that they've had. But I, I think they should be excited. The Colts should be excited about a couple of things. They should be excited. I mean, Pierce looks like a legitimate player over the last couple of weeks. He started to make some progress and he started to look like a guy that they can actually depend upon. And I'm I'm curious to see where, and you you mentioned it, Bryce. I mean, Steichen feels like a money in the bank for 20 points, and having that in your back pocket all the time against any any competition is massive to me. It's it's massive. Um, next up, we'll get into Texans similar boat. Uh, Bryce, try to take the hat off, take the take the Colts hat off here for a second. If the Houston Texans were to Come away in this game. What? Where does your mind go for them to get this done? Because they're in an interesting spot. Because they can actually, some they could clinch the South if they win. They so I mean they're they're in an interesting spot because they're a little more. I feel like they're a little more safe from the sense of like if they win, like they're going to host a playoff game 
They haven't done that since Watson's been around. Um, you know, they're in a similar situation the Colts where their expectations were lower, but they ended up they're ended up right here. And if you told this organization, hey, one spot, one game for the win, you're in. They're probably jumping at it too. So, so what have you seen from the Texans? And now that Stroud's coming back, you know, what do you think that the level for this team can get to? Well, I mean, I think the offense will be fine. Um, you know, they seem to really like Devin Singletary. They seem to have found something there, even though I've hated on him his entire career. Finally, he's doing something behind this very good offensive line for Houston. And then CJ Stroud in his first game back again, you know, from the concussion, I thought he, he played a fine game. You know, it wasn't, you know, blow your socks off like we've been used to. But, I mean, he did. He was still efficient. He did exactly what they needed to do to be yeah. the sorry Titans. And, you know, they look good. But here's my concern, though. Like, this team is banged up, like, big time. Mm. Like, big time. Noah Brown, Robert Woods, still banged up. Uh, Laramie Tunsil got in a limited practice today. Uh, which is good for them. That's good news. But defensively, Caleb, defensively, I'm not joking when I say this. Their entire front four hasn't hasn't practiced these first two days. And we're coming up on Thursday. I I mean, there's still two (laughs) days left, but not a single one of them, two DNPs to start the week for each of their front four. Greenard, Rankins, Collins, and Anderson. Mm. So if none of them are able to go, you're looking at Derek Barnett, Khalil Davis, Kurt Heinish, and Jerry Hughes. Barnett and Hughes, who are on the tail end of their careers. I I mean, tomorrow will be very telling, of course. Yeah. Very telling. And and this defense is not a bad defense. You know, this is D'Amico Ryan's wheelhouse, right? So you expect Mm -hmm. the head coach you know, whatever, if he's offense or defense to be up to snuff and it's been a work in progress, but, but Houston's defense is, as they've gotten better throughout the season, you know, Stingley missing time. He came back. I think that's made a difference, but you know, if they're missing that front four, that's going to be really tough against anyone. I agree. I agree. Thousand percent. No, that's, that's terrific. I mean, the, the guys that are on that defensive front are, have been really good for them whether you want to look at Rankins, Anderson, like Anderson has been totally worth the trade, in my opinion, giving them a, a nice, you know, solid cornerstone piece. And, you know, when I look at this, when I look at this Houston team, I mean, that you're right. They, they're going to be banged up. And it's the part that I think could be in their, their factor. And I am curious um, by your perspective on this price. Do you think that it benefits the Colts at all? Now, in the way that they beat the Texans last time, do you think that's going to add a little more fuel to the fire for Houston to be like, hey, like, we're going to get that revenge because we don't want to lose by that much? Or are you not as concerned about that just because you feel like it's a winner get in type of game and you know, you're going to lose if you're going you're, you're to lose and your season's over if you don't want to? Yeah, no, I don't know if there's much of it. I'm sure there's a little bit of a revenge factor, but the stakes are so high, you know, that seems to be the main focus. But I also think there's a little there's a little fire from the Colts. I mean, the last time out, they played them, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a cheap shot from from Houston on Anthony Richardson that knocked him out for a game. 
so I'm, I'm sure there's a little bit of, of animosity between both the teams. I don't think it's going to escalate into something, you know, ridiculous, but I mean, there it's this, it is a winner go home game essentially. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. tensions and emotions are going to be high, but you know, these two aren't the teams to kind of, you know, start, you know, throwing hands or anything. That's like true. That. You're right. But You're right. it is going to be a fun, physical playoff atmosphere here in week 18. I hope. I hope. I'm I'm excited to watch it. I'm, I mean, I'm excited for the shoe to get an opportunity to host a game like this. I mean, it's been, been a handful yeah. of years since I feel like the Colts have had a big, meaningful game like this on prime time. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm curious to see the way the, uh, the Colts show up for this. Uh, meanwhile, the game before them on Saturday night, I don't know. Yeah, we should point that too. It's about seven o'clock Saturday nights when that Colts game uh, will mm-hmm. be on. But then before that, we have the Steelers and the Ravens. Steelers are, you know, kind of hoping for the most chaotic possibilities, right? Um, they could do a couple things. Um, they either, regardless, they have to win the game. The, the Pittsburgh, you know, if they win and Buffalo loses, will put themselves in. If they win, plus Jacksonville loses, they're in. If Pittsburgh wins and Houston and Indy tie, they're in. And here comes the nerdy part, and Bryce can help me with this part. Pittsburgh ties, Jacksonville loses, Indy Houston doesn't end in a tie, or Jacksonville losing, Denver winning, Denver, yes, Denver is somehow relevant for this, plus the Colts and Texans don't end in a tie. The Steelers are in a spot at nine and seven <laughs> where, you know, they've, they've gone through everything. They've got three quarterbacks. They, you know, there's been drama all over the field and Mike Tomlin consistently produces a team over 500, but now they got to go here in a rivalry game for an opportunity to do this. And um, I guess price before we kind of predict what maybe could happen here. What do you think about the Steelers overall season? And what are you kind of wanting to see from them against this Ravens team? What what kind of you know game do you expect the Steelers team to try to play against their rival? Well, I mean, it seems uh, well. We already know that Lamar Jackson is going to be sitting this game. Tyler Huntley, who is more than capable, um, is going to play. It, I think it'll also be interesting to see if the Ravens sit some of their other guys. I think if they do, I think they're almost conceding that game for the most part. So the Steelers, in my mind, the Steelers should win this game. But it is Pittsburgh, Baltimore. There is bad blood. It is a rivalry game. So I think there are still going to be some fireworks here. But Pittsburgh has something to play for. Baltimore does not really at this point. So in theory, you know, Pittsburgh should win this game. And with Pittsburgh, I mean, Mason Rudolph is now your best hope of getting you at least a win control what you can control and you can control only winning and losing. So Mason Rudolph is now your best chance to get into the playoffs. Uh, I will say this Mason Rudolph has had the best self-awareness out of the three quarterbacks that have started for them this Mm. season Mm. in which I mean, he's throwing to George Pickens and Oh, look at that seven receptions, 131 yards. Go figure that one, Caleb. I guess when you throw him the ball, I guess he can make good things happen. Even though he's been very diva ish, uh, this season in a bad way, very, very bad yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, with Pittsburgh, we've been, we were in on them in preseason. Then we were out on them at, to begin the season. Then we were back in on them 
Then we were back out, and I think we're staying out. I don't. I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, again, they're going to control. They can control. Tomlin keeps his winning season streak intact, but it's just it's just a little too late. I mean, you're finally getting the running game going. But you have a great duo in Harris and Warren. They are just trucking guys uh, yeah, left and right. Trucking yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Caleb, I know you hate the segment, but Angry Run, they showed three runs from these guys this week. I, three. I bet. Watching that game was insane. Just th- the amount of power and, you know, for guys that I'm told, especially with Najee, I'm told is, is done as a running back. Talk about a guy that's just, you know, got some angry runs, some power, ability to break through some tackles. Both of them are doing that at an incredibly high level. You are right. Um, and, and, and I would lean towards you here or what you're saying. I just feel like, the, you know, there's a lot of stuff that have to go their way. Now, I want to play this game. I want to play this game. If you had to guess, if Pittsburgh were to get in, what scenario would you tr- think is the most likely? We're not going to go through the crazy ones because that's not going to happen. So let's play the Pittsburgh winning Jacksonville losing scenario or the Pittsburgh and Buffalo losing scenario. If you're a Steelers fan, what are you clinging to the most? <laughs> I know which one you're clinging to. I know the one that I'm clinging, clinging to. Okay. I think See. there is a better chance that Jacksonville loses mm. to Tennessee. Here's why. I don't know if you saw the clip. Did you see the clip of Mike Vrabel this week? I did not. Okay. Not. So basically the reporter asked him, you know, about losing and Vrabel just went off on him. He's like, losing sucks. You know, I don't, I I hate losing. Losing's not fun for anyone. I mean, completely went off. So I have a feeling that Mike Vrabel has a fire lit under him to win this game. And I think he's going to motivate his team to play hard. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that they absolutely like it's a lock that they win, that they beat Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But if Jacksonville thinks that they're going to get the team that just lost 26 to three to Houston, mm. I don't think that they're going to get that team. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I, I mean, I'm fine. I'm on an Island. Uh, yeah, you are. You, you are on an island on this I'm one. on an island. I can't. With, I'm on an island with Miami right now. Yeah, yeah you are. Yeah, you are. Um, but I, I mean, look, if I'm a Steeler fan, I mean, I'm probably looking at what Jaguars done over the last four to five weeks. And I'm just saying it's probably more likely that happens because of their inconsistency. Bills right now are just in this spot where they keep being in must win games. They know they have to win or they're done. The Jaguars, you have to hope they don't take the Titans seriously. You know, or sorry, you if you're a Steel fan, you have to hope that Jaguars don't take them seriously. And look, I I again I think it's very tough for them to get in. Um, I agree with you, it's too little too late. Uh, but if they get in, they're they're gonna be very competitive. Um they're gonna muck up games. There, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, they that. are hundred percent. Um, and you know, let's get into um, you know, that the game that we kind of tease with Miami Buffalo. Um, Buffalo, look, I mean, they, they're going to have to win point blank period. End of discussion. They're going to have to win. Um, unless one of the two things happens, maybe Pittsburgh loses, maybe Jaguars lose Houston, Indianapolis tie. I'll be honest. I don't really think a tie is going to happen. 
Like, I feel like if it was going to happen, if it was like 20 to 20 in overtime, Bryce, I feel like to a certain extent, the two teams would have to be like one of you. Like, I don't know if they would want to have their season end on a tie. You know what I'm saying? I don't know yeah. how it would work. You know, like Brandon Staley and Ritz Bisaccia and all those other guys like, oh, yeah, that you know, was had that old thing. That would happen. Because like I don't think they're gonna I don't think the Colts and the Texans are gonna win it on a tie because that would like pick them both out. But anyway, we'll 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 see, I guess. But when I look at the Bills, Bryce, they're gonna have to win. They're gonna have to win. They play Miami. Um and and if they win, they're gonna clinch the they're gonna clinch the AFCs. Meanwhile, the Dolphins are in a position where they are securely in the playoffs, but you know, are gonna have to come away here with a with a win or you know, potentially a tie. Uh, it's Sunday Night Football, Bryce. It's the, the, the marquee game. Everything's going to set up oh, for this game so right excited. here. I'm ready for well, that let's, let's start with Buffalo. Let's start with Buffalo because I don't think their garbage performance against New England is getting talked about enough. I agree. Uh, I, I agree I, with that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's getting talked about enough. And I, I think there's a tendency to act like that they are the team of last year, that they are the team that just somehow rolled through the division and are starting to find their groove again. And I don't find that to be the case. I think they're a solid team, but I do not think they're, you know, where they were or where they were projected to be, Bryce. What have you seen from the Bills over the last couple of weeks to make you think or to convince a Bills fan that Bills Mafia will be going to the playoffs? I don't know. Like, I agree with you. Like, that game shouldn't have been close. That, what they what they forced? Like, four turnovers? Four turnovers, correct. Yeah, four turnovers, including a pick six. And, like, I, oh, man, I told, I told uh, Zach this, Caleb. I told him this earlier this week. I really, really hate the way that they're using Josh Allen right now. Mm. You liked like, it earlier. You liked it if, when, when Brady was first there. Well, what's the switch? What's the switch? Well, the switch is, is that they're, they're running him like a running back. Mm. They're just, they're just slamming them up into the, they're running way too many quarterback draws. Like they've just leaned into, you know, let's run our quarterback a bunch, mm. you know, and they're slamming them up in the, in there on the goal line. I, I just, I just really hate it, man. And I hate the, the lack of usage for Stefan Diggs. Then why even have him? Why have him? I don't know. And you've gotten away from James Cook a little bit. And in the past game for him as well. And I think that's why you're seeing some of the struggles for them. They went away like they had super success, right? Now James Cook is on the radar, but your team is good enough to keep him on the radar. But he's just been eliminated the past two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I don't understand it. They're still playing well. They're winning. But, I mean, there's still a lot of question marks from Buffalo. Now, I will say this. Their team, I don't want to play in the playoffs. I don't want to find out. Hmm. But I think the defense is playing better. Um, I, shocking. Uh, Von Miller, healthy scratch last week. What's going on there? No one's really talking about that, are we? Not at all. We gave a six-year, six like, max deal to Von max Miller. Max deal. <laughs> and yes, you, you healthy scratch him. Like I don't know if that's a rest thing or if he just sucks. I, 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 I. We don't talk agree. about that either. No. No. <laughs> Imagine just, if a wide receiver did that. Like a it's great just wide a wide. Well, Alan Lazard. 
Alan Lazard, who we, who we were told is good and signed a big deal, you know? I mean, Galladay, Kenny Galladay. I mean, just, it, I don't know, man. Like, something's weird. Like, they're winning games, but I also don't want to play them at the same time. But here's what I know. Yeah. I know that Josh Allen owns Miami. Buffalo has beaten Miami once this, this season already. And Miami just got flat out embarrassed by Baltimore after they demanded respect because they finally beat a team, uh, a, a, a team with a, win, a winning record on a last second field goal in their own stadium and they demand respect. Okay. Okay. And then you go to Baltimore and lay a massive, massive egg. You got you got fifty pieced. You got fifty pieced. You didn't even you Not didn't even, you didn't even get twenty points. You're right. Not great. It's not great. Um, I here's where I'm at with the Bills. I totally I think their offensive game plans. I, I'm with you, Bryce. I just there's too much inconsistency with Cook. Um, frankly, there are other uh, passing options. Outside of digs and the occasional Kincaid game every month, uh, it's just not non-existent. I mean, Gabe Davis, one of the most talked-about second options who doesn't play like a second option. Oh my gosh! I mean, this but, this this but. Bills this Bills receiving group is. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I would want to play him. I know it sounds crazy, but I would. I know, I know. I'm hate, I just hate it on variants. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing I will say about them. Their variance is the greatest out of any AFC team. When That's they're on, I agree. when they're on, they, they probably can beat anybody in football. But I also think they've had the tendency to play down to their competition, and that's when they're going to be in a, a difficult spot. But maybe the playoffs, because the competition will get better, They'll play up to where they should be, but right now the history suggests they're going to play up and down. They're too variant. Um, I think the defense is getting better for them, but look, I just I'm not great. This this is it's just a bad vibe team for me right now. When I watch them on the field, you can tell me that they they're feeling fine. You can tell me they're winning straight, but I feel like there's bad vibe checks here, and they're just kind of hiding it. And maybe like at the end of the season, we might hear a report that was dysfunction with the bills all year and you know they tried to do the best they can to manage it all and I see that i think that kind of stuff shows in the playoffs if you have dysfunction if you have problems because if you're not unified you're probably losing and this is where i'm gonna go with miami and this is why i've been confident on miami winning this game for a month and a half i think my i think miami is a unified team they are a unified team They've had, they've had significant amount of injuries all over the defensive personnel. They've had offensive personnel continue to get hurt in and out. Now they're starting to get their guys back, right? Let's pretend, let's see Mostert coming back. You have Waddle coming back. Uh, you have Tua coming back. You have the offensive lines being, you know, it's okay. But like the Bills don't have the pass rush that they used to have. They don't have the pass rush they used to have down there. Miami could protect them enough. I think Miami's gotten better since that game. Meanwhile, I think Buffalo has gotten worse since that game. I understand you can tell me that the Miami just absolutely got destroyed, but that's fine. I think I would rather, here's my take. I would rather be destroyed by a great team than practically barely beating 
the worst team in football. And I think because there's more to learn from a game where you get crushed than there is to barely beat the worst team in football. And I think when I look at this Miami team, I think they've got the pieces. I think Tyree Kill, I mean, Zach talked about on BSF, he's 100% correct. There's an opportunity here for Tyree Kill to make a statement for offensive player of the year. McCaffrey's not playing in this next game. All of a sudden, Tyree Kill has a great game, puts a show out. They beat him, they put him at home. There's some motivation there for this team. And look, I'm in on McDaniel. Mike Daniel is by far the best coach in this game, Bryce. It's not even close. He's so much better, McDermott. I'm going to put my money on the coach and quarterback combination getting it done in South Beach. They're going to get it done. I'm going to throw a party down there. And I'm going to be there when that happens. In spirit. <laughs> in spirit. I've been there for a month and a half. I've been on this team. I understand they have a lot of obstacles. But I think this Miami team will take advantage of this moment. And if they don't, look, that's a problem. They're probably a one-and-done team. This is where I stand. They're probably a one-and-done team. Can't win this game. You're probably a one-and-done team. It's going to be very difficult to be able to win that second game. But I think this team should value being at home because really, Bryce, when they are at home, I think their offense is a juggernaut that's proven to be a juggernaut. So you would think there's a sense of urgency in this. And I'm going to trust the better coach. I don't know. What do you think? I know you talked about Miami. Miami was getting destroyed. But last couple of weeks, what are, what are you seeing from this team? Well, I think the fact that they're banged up late in the season has, has had a massive effect on them. And they just lost Bradley Chubb um, in a play where he probably shouldn't even been on the field. I mean, the game was well yeah, over. Um, and now you've lost your top two pass rushers in Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. I do. I, I think the defense is still, you know, good, but it's not as good now, especially in the pass rush department. Um, you know, I, I think getting Jalen Ramsey back was huge for that secondary, but now Xavier Howard's banged up their other corner. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it doesn't bode well, you know, you definitely want to be playing your best football going into, into December and especially in January. And, and right now, I don't know that we've seen the best football. I mean, you beat the Jets 30 to nothing. Okay, great. You know, that's fine. But, I mean, you beat Dallas. That's a good win. Good win. Good win. But but you can't just go into the next week and then just roll over like that. I mean, that's, yeah, I, yeah. that's super concerning, yeah. you know. And, and I think the blueprint to beat Tua is there. So when they do, if they, you know, when they are in the playoffs, I mean, they're going to have to be sharp, man, because teams, it's different. It's different in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and they're, they're going to have the blueprint. But, I mean, what bodes well for them is they still have these stars, man. If they can get Jalen Waddle healthy, they have a full arsenal. If you keep, if you can protect Tua, keep them on time, get Tyreek Hill and Waddle and, you know, A-Chain and Mostert, get those guys in space, it can be a long day for you. But if the defense, you know, sets the tone against them, they could be in for a long day, too. You're right. You're right. I, uh, Bryce, I saw that Baker, uh, your, your guy, Jerome Baker, on this uh, yes. Miami team, yes. uh, des- designated the return for my arm. Maybe that that's will, huge. Maybe that, that is huge. Something. Maybe that will, yeah, you're a big, we're, that's we're big their, that's their, uh, that's their play caller, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, you know it, I, I'm, Massive day, massive opportunity. Maybe the hard knocks PR is getting to me, but I, I don't know. I, I think this is a good spot to back, a good spot for Miami. Uh, I, I would, I am betting Miami. I am betting Miami 
full transcript that I'm betting Miami. Uh, next up, uh, a team, we talked about them earlier with the Tennessee Titans. They're going to look to make a statement. Jacksonville simply has to win. If they win, they are in. A loss is most likely dooming. Uh, I mean, they would be in a really, really difficult spot. Um, they would need Denver to lose uh, to the Raiders uh, and Pittsburgh to lose uh, or um, a tie plus Indianapolis and Houston just not ending in a tie for them to probably manage it. Um, but, you know, talk about a team with bad vibes right now, Bryce. They, they have not looked great uh, over the last month. Uh, guys, you know, the injuries, the way they're choosing to manage their personnel has not been ideal. Um, they're coming in down the stretch. They now granted, granted the defense responded. I don't care who it is in the NFL. You shut out a team, you're doing something right on defense, holding them to zero points is legit. And especially with the backup quarterback, that's the type of stuff I want to see from a defense. Let's take the pressure off the backup quarterback. They did that. Bryce, I thought the run game of the, of the Jaguars, uh, looked the way uh, that it should have, but I did see Christian Kirk is back for this team and talk about a signing. I got to eat crow on. There's some yeah. impact here that he has with this Jaguars team gives them another weapon, maybe a guy that they can use in certain formations. Um, where do you, where do you stand on, where do you stand on the Jaguars of the last month? And what do you think is, you know, on the rise for this team? How do you think they can build off a shut up performance that they had against Carolina? Well, I describe this team exactly how I describe Trevor Lawrence. Hobbled. Hobbling. That's how I describe them. I mean, they, have, they shouldn't even be in this situation right now. They, they should have this division locked up. They should be a lock for the playoffs and resting guys. Instead, they're in a almost a, a must-win game against not an easy-out team. I know they have been, you know, in some games, but... It's still you still have to go in prepared for Tennessee, regardless. Yeah, and you know I, I haven't heard the update on Trevor Lawrence. I assume he's probably going to play this week. And I like think. you mentioned, you open they open the window for Christian Kirk. I don't know if that necessarily means he's going to play uh, this week. I mean, if he they need him to, but yeah. you also don't want to rush it either. You know, in case you do make the playoffs. But I mean. It really comes down to Trevor Lawrence's health and his performance. Yeah. They have all of the tools to to win this game and make it in the playoffs and, and win some playoff games. They have receivers. They have the running back. They have the quarterback. They have the offensive line somewhat. They have a decent defense. You know, it's just going to come down to, you know, are they going to make mental mistakes or are we going to get back to early Jacks, early season Jacksonville where we pound the rock with ETN, uh, you know, and we get, you know, if Kirk plays, we get Kirk in space and then we hit Calvin Ridley on some deep balls. We'll yeah. See. When they're on, I think they, they can be very, very good. Um, I think they can be very, very good, but they, they do have, you know, they, they're one of those teams that can't be beat by anybody. Um, if they don't manage the medicals well, um, and, and I, I am curious, I, I, I trust them in this spot. I mean, I get it where you're coming from with the Titans. I mean, they, they could absolutely come in there, respond, beat them at home, shake this whole thing up. But, um, I think some of their experience in big games will matter. Um, and I, I don't know, we'll see, but this, this Jaguars team is going to have to do, they, they got to win. And, you know, Bryce, I think if they, you know, if this game is close, 
and say they went by a game-winning field goal. I mean, sure, it's good enough, but I mean, I want to see the Jaguars make a statement right here. Blow them off the gates. Make this game unwatchable by halftime. Make it unwatchable. Make it to where I know you're in the playoffs, plain and simple. Plain and simple. I think that's the message that they've got to send to their fans. That's a message they got to send to the league to say, we figured out what we needed to figure out. We're back. Just dominate the Titans. Just dominate them. Own them like they pretty much owned the division for most of the year. Uh, next up, uh, let's get into the NFC, uh, where uh, and particularly the NFC East. Uh, and we'll start off with the Philadelphia Eagles facing the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles losing to the Arizona Cardinals at home last week and probably the most embarrassing loss of the entire season gets in a position where they are now, Bryce, more, mostly looking on a wild card with the exception of they're going to need a couple things to happen. They're going to need to win and Dallas lose to Washington or Philadelphia tie and Dallas. Essentially, they need Dallas to lose to Washington. Uh, but Bryce, well, when you look at this Philadelphia Eagle team at 11 and 5, I mean, are you hitting the panic button? Are you hitting the panic button on this Eagles team? Where do you stand with this Eagles team? Uh, because we know they're getting in the playoff, but their goal is to make an NFC East. I, I do not think they're going to win that NFC East. I think that I can't imagine Cowboys losing Washington, but what do you think? Uh, no, I actually agree with you. And I mean, for Philadelphia, we're on the last week of the season and we're doing AJ Brown PR. We're, I mean, we're, we're out here, you know, the Eagles have to clear up AJ Brown's character and commitment and leadership to this team. We're doing this in the last week of the season. I mean, really, really, I mean, that, that's what we're focused on. And maybe that's just a, a lame media narrative. And maybe that really doesn't affect the Eagles locker room, but they're talking about it. Yeah. Now we're getting story. Of, oh, AJ Brown. He, he organized an escape room for the team to, to promote, you know, bonding or camaraderie for the team. Why are we, why are we promoting camaraderie for the team in the last week of the season? This team went to the Super Bowl last season. What do you mean there's not enough camaraderie? Mm. Mm. So, yeah, it is kind of a problem, if you ask me. Now, do I still want to play Philly? No, I don't want to play Philly. <laughs> Are they vulnerable? Yes. yes. I'm vulnerable with these teams that I just hate on them, but I don't want to play. It's like slamming, slamming, slamming. Do I want to play? No. No, I don't want to play them. But, I mean, but they are vulnerable. They, they are vulnerable. vulnerable. Like, I mean, you can – Philly is bothered. Man, this defense is not as good as we – No, it's we, not. We thought it, it should be. Yeah, I agree with that. I know they've this had difference. injuries and stuff, but, I mean, they got uh, – Listen, you, did, you drafted the entire Georgia defense, essentially. You, you, have a, you have a Georgia Bulldog in every level of your defense. Yeah. Yeah. The Dallas I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. And this team should be a lot better. They shouldn't be having these types of issues. You're but, right. I mean, I mean, but Philly's done, been there. They've been there before. You're so, right. And I, and, I think right. That's, and I think that's very valuable that they've been there before. But we've also seen, you know, hangovers. Mm. It, it's good that they're making the playoffs, but it's very hard to, to make that kind of run again. And I don't think that they're equipped to do it this year. I just I, I think there's too many underlying issues. I don't think 
They've been entirely honest about Jalen Hurts' injury. I think he is injured. We all know he's injured. But I I think, you know, you're going to see after the season, he has some type of surgery or something like that, you know, something in the knee that's been bothering him all season. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I still wouldn't want to play him, but they're very vulnerable right now. I think they're more than, I I definitely think they're vulnerable. Uh, Let me take it a step farther. I'd be eager to face this team in the first round. Oh, I mean, this is a Philadelphia, this is a Philadelphia Eagle team that feels in total dysfunction. I agree with you thousand percent that I think it's absolutely absurd that they're trying to promote camaraderie down the stretch. Their talent level is very good, right? But when I look at this playoff, when I look at the playoff field, you know, I, I have to really think about it. Do I want to play Detroit right now? No, I don't. They barely lost to Dallas on the road. I don't want to play. I, I don't want to play them. I don't really want to play Dallas. I don't really want to play the San Francisco 49ers. Like, no. Like, no. I, you, want to, you want to make another take? Here's a take. I'd rather face the Philadelphia Eagles than the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I can get on board with that, actually. I'm and the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's, and that's saying something. Because we talked about this team 10 weeks in the season like they were the king of the league, the juggernaut of the league. And if I'm a team looking to make an upset, that's the type of vibes I want. I want a team that's, that seems like they're crumbling down the stretch, that, like you said, Bryce, might be hiding something. But look, could they just sit there and run the table because they've got the talent and the dudes? Sure. But I agree with you. It will be very hard. Uh, you know, if I'm an Eagles fan, I want a dominant win over the Giants. I, I want to I just, they got to be done. They got to be done by the first quarter. Next up, Dallas, 11-5, beat Detroit, and they're looking pretty good because of it. Because all they got to do is beat the Washington Commanders, and they're in for the division title. Most likely a two seed. Uh, if they tie and Philadelphia ties, then Dallas win the division. And if Philadelphia loses, Dallas win the division. Dallas is in control of their destiny. Point blank period for the NFC East. Um, I'm going to make this take. I'm going to make this take. Um, and I want to see if you agree with it. I think the Dallas Cowboys are under the most pressure to win this Sunday. Because if they go right back to being a wild card team, what's going to change? Yeah, seriously, they got to get two games at home. They got to get two games at home. This, uh, if, if they can get the two games at home, <laughs> puts a little more pressure on. Puts a little more pressure on them. Gives them more of an opportunity to see it because they got to get to the conference title game to reach expectations. In my opinion. You know, some fans might say, you know, Super Bowl, but they got to they got to be washed, period. Um, They've got to do it Um, because I think they cannot. They cannot let this opportunity slip by. They cannot let this opportunity slip by Mm. with owning the lower half of the of the, you know, the conference bracket. Um, I'm curious how they come out. I think if they if they put them, if they kick Washington early, maybe they sit guys. You think there's a world where they might sit guys, Bryce? I mean, what, what do you what have you seen from the Cowboys over the last month? I mean, they've been playing good football. Uh, I mean, the uh, the Cowboy hype train is taken off again, Caleb, and you have a seat on that train. Oh yeah, yeah, you right. have a seat. You have a seat on the hype train. I mean, I, I respect the I respect a very good football team, Bryce. 
No, 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 no. Can't pull one meanwhile, early. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you, you, you have had the tendency to not respect very good football teams. But, but continue. I do, I do. I respect the Ravens and I respect the Cowboys for what they've done thus far. But it wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be so Cowboys to lose to the commies? And yeah, and they. <laughs> Yeah, it's like sending a picture on them this week. Uh, there, there is, but I, I, in my opinion, Caleb, I have no concerns. Um, I think that they will roll the commies. I think they will take care of business. It will be another one of those vintage uh, Dallas defense games. It'll be the last one of the season of the regular oh season God. there. Uh, so I, you know, I think it's not a problem. Um. But it would be totally Dallas for them to lose this game. But I think they You're would right. be fine. You're right. There it's is the pressure for them in the playoffs, however. I think there's more pressure when they make the playoffs, whether they have a home game or not. Um, hmm. Do you really? I do. I do. Because the expectation, okay. I think any Cowboys season that they make the playoffs, the expectations are high. Fair enough. I mean, the CD, the CD Lamb Dak connection is, is probably one of the best, if not the best in the league right now. No, no question about it. No question. But at the same time, you can't, you can't rely on that, unfortunately. You have to be able to get Tony Pollard going. That off- you, you didn't pay that offensive line for nothing. You didn't restructure Zach Martin's deal for nothing. You better use him. You better use that entire line. I know they uh, I, they just signed Lyle Collins for some insurance. Um, I think they're dealing with some uh, some uh, minor injuries for the most part on the O line at the moment, but I think they'll be fine going to the playoffs. I'm just saying <laughs> they need to take care of business. They need to leave no doubt in people's mind. They can't have one of these dud games going into the playoffs. Otherwise, I'm gonna feel really, really convinced that whoever they play in the first round of the playoffs could potentially beat them. And if it's the Buccaneers, even yeah. if it's the Buccaneers, my boy Bake, you're sorry, sorry, sorry. Your boy Bake and Zach's boy Bake could potentially beat the Dallas Cowboys. Zach and I have been Zach and I have been all over Todd Bowles being the best coach at the division. <laughs> And they, <laughs> the and they, low. they, they are still, they are looking promising. They're looking promising, right? They're playing Carolina at Carolina on Sunday. And if they win, they nail the division. Um, they could, I guess, um, like maybe wild card, but they have to tie. And I don't see a world where they tie. Meanwhile, Bryce's favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, will clinch the NFC South title. With a win over New Orleans and a Tampa Bay loss, the New Orleans Saints, uh, if they win and Tampa Bay loses, will also get in. New, New Orleans, interestingly enough, um, has a, an interesting scenario to make playoffs. Price. New Orleans could win, Seattle loses, and Green Bay loses. The Saints would also get in that way. So they have a back door. Atlanta does not have a back door. They have to win. Tampa pretty much has to win essentially uh, New Orleans. That's probably the most scenarios to, to, to seat them in. So um, let's just start. Uh, yeah. I apologize to Falcons fans. I'm not talking about your team. I mean, I'm sorry. You're seven and nine. You're seven and nine. 
Um, you, you've got a, a coach that's out the door. Uh, your organization is too 50 50. It's, it's like flip flops on the beach, too flip floppy. Uh, it's all plastic. It's all going up. It's going to break. It's not going to break. I mean, whatever. I'm done talking about the Falcons. I just don't see a world where this team makes the playoffs. And if they do, uh, they can please eat me. Uh, the Saints, uh, you know, could win and the, the Tampa could win. Uh, Bryce, let's, we got to think Tampa just ends this conversation, right? Sure. Oh, Surely we do not so. have to see this out in the playoffs. Oh, I would hope so, man. I mean, I really went. I, I, I'm. You know what? You know what's crazy? Our preseason pod, Caleb. We were hating on Tampa Bay so freaking bad. We <laughs> we were so dead wrong on that one. It was unbelievable how wrong we were on that on that whole division, yeah. dude. It was unbelievable. I even think. I think who who took a Panthers over. Somebody take Panthers over in our over under draft. Good question. I'd have to I think I want to say Zach did on the low, dude. Like, oh, good grief. I don't know. I, we'd have to go check that one again. I don't remember. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Oh, if any of us took the over, that's embarrassing. I, I, I'll have to find it. Um, wait, I think I have it right here. Somebody did. Maybe. I think, I think it was Zach. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was. Oh. That's disgusting. Oh, Zach did it. Zach did it. Zach did it. Zach did it. He did it. And and I took I took Tampa Bay under six and a half. That's not that's not ideal. That's not ideal. Oh man. That's not it's, ideal. So I mean, I, yes, Tampa, I want Tampa to win this division. They should win this division. Um, Zach texting us. I have no comment at this time. He's listening in on us tonight. Um, <laughs> I mean, we we thought the Saints were locked to win this division, um, and they got they got the big win over the Bucks. Yeah. Um, to put them right there. So I mean, they have that. Um, I'd really like to see the Bucks win this though. Atlanta, no, thank you. I don't want to see Johnu Smith catching balls in the playoffs. I don't want to see it. I don't want I don't want to see Cordero Patterson taking carries thinking he can still run over people. No, thank you. No, thank you. Look, I, I, I hope Tampa figured out whatever they need to figure out from last week. That was a really bad performance by them and a really good performance by the Saints. Um, and played it. Zach, Bryce, they kind of played like we thought they'd play. Um, they went to their guys. They found ways to get him going, and the defense made plays, but it's just too inconsistent. I don't think it would do anything in the playoffs, but we'll see. We'll see. Meanwhile, uh, the last wild card spot, uh, the Minnesota Vikings technically uh, could make the playoffs, but we're just going to save you the time. Uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, and the Seattle Seahawks uh, are basically, it, sorry, uh, Green, Green Bay just has to win, essentially. They have to win. Green Bay needs to win. Green Bay needs to beat Chicago. Green Bay has owned Chicago over the last 10 years. And let me tell you something right now, Bryce. I hope Green Bay and Justin Powell get absolutely owned. Owned by the Chicago Bears. I would love to see our good friends Ryan Gregory and J.D. Hall have the day of their life against Justin Powell's 8 and 8 Green Bay Packers. Meanwhile, if that happened, Seattle would just have to beat Arizona 
Um, essentially, they're they're they need to win and they need Green Bay to lose. Uh, Green Bay just has to take care of business. What's more likely, Bryce? Do we think that the Green Bay Packers lose to the Chicago Bears and Seattle beats Arizona, or the Green Bay just gets the job done at home? I I I think I I want to lean Green Bay loses and Seattle wins as the most likely scenario. But I mean, the way Jordan Love was was slinging the rock uh, around on Chicago, that was something. First week, man. I mean, we were standing there. We were dead tired after that Jacksonville game, that Jacksonville (laughs) Colts game, and just watching it all about Jordan Love and his first start, just out there, just slinging that pill, man. But yeah, I mean, Chicago's a different team. Chicago's a different team. And, and it seems like Green Bay is starting to get their groove back a little bit. Um, they found something with Jaden Reed. Um, you know, as Christian Watson is still hurt. Um, ah, man. Oh, Stop. Man. It is tough. It is tough. tough. Because, because I don't think Seattle. Yeah, and Seattle doesn't have a walk in the park either. I mean, the Cardinals, they just beat, they just beat the Eagles. You're right. You're right. And, but Seattle, Seattle and Green Bay, they're both tough teams. But Chicago and Arizona, they're both. I mean, these are these are great matchups. This man. is hard. Yeah, these yeah, I, I agree. The four slate, kind of There are some terrible games in this slate, but there are some decent ones. And I hope the TV, I hope the TV studios do the right thing and give us the good games, not the crappy ones that mean absolutely nothing. Well, Bryce, they want you to watch New England and the Jets. And I don't. You, you've been, I don't. You've been crushing on the Jets I, all year. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Please don't. They shouldn't even. Why do they even have to play the game? They shouldn't even have to play the game. Honestly, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, just refund all tie? the tickets. Can you tie? Can you just call it a tie? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, <sighs> screw it. I'm going with my boy Justin Fields. Justin and get, Fields. And you know what? Kyler Murray wins too. How about that? Two upsets, baby. Ooh. How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? Upsets, upsets, upsets. But that means Minnesota. Minnesota would get in the playoffs if they beat Detroit, right? Or three straight losses, I guess, maybe Green Bay would favor, right? Nah, if Green Bay, I, yes. Because Detroit, I think that's was... right. Wow. Now you got me wanting to look. If Green Bay, if Minnesota loses, Seattle loses, and Tampa Bay loses, they would get in. If Minnesota loses, Seattle loses, and New Orleans loses, the Packers would get in. So the Packers would get in off that scenario. Wow. Even after a loss. That's kind of interesting. Wild. It is interesting. Kind of interesting. But we'll see. See where it goes. Uh, good pod for uh, a good pod, Bryce. I enjoyed this pod. Absolutely. Uh, and Absolutely. hopefully everybody else did too. Uh, you know, playoffs are, are coming around. So, uh, We'll, we'll see where it goes. And uh, once again, thank you for listening to the Insanity Podcast.